Welcome to Dear Mama, Hi Daddy podcast where I share my journey in discovering my unresolved childhood trauma and healing process to resolve my internal aches and to discover what it's like to rebuild myself from the inside out. Thank you for listening and taking the time here to hear me out and go through all the emotions I couldn't label correctly until now through my podcast. I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. I know it ain't easy. Always was committed, a poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it, there's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all cousins or aunts uncles um people closest to you even if you haven't really talked to them or seen them in years because we all live in different states but it can be discouraging when i'm doing one thing and they're telling me to do another stop doing this i encourage you to just stop and do this you know or um have humility and be in a child's place and that's your mother (laughs) i always hear all these kinds of um things that i think they think are positive or because they are older than me um that i should just that I'm expected to do it and now that I wear um different hats you know I'm a mother I'm a wife um this the purpose or I'm sorry the relationship with my mother it just doesn't serve me it doesn't serve me or encourage me to wear the hat of a wife and a mother correctly and in this process and journey of relearning things um and going back to the trauma it's it's a healing process process it hurt and I also have to have this happy energy for my family so getting on the other side of that and staying there is what I feel comfortable with I think getting there and if she was on the other side of there um, there's no encouragement there there's no um reciprocation you know with my husband it's always encouraging and loving and a safe space um that he's provided for us and my children are happy and thriving and you know in school or nap and i have time to um just have so do self-work through um this podcast through calling and talking to family that i may have looked over and didn't value um and now that i am i i'm still at kind of like where do i start and um i'm so eager to help everyone else in my family that I'm kind of passing some feelings of emotions that are coming up for myself that are like I said related to my childhood trauma and I think that I want to just share stories because they come up randomly in my marriage where I'm like yeah my mom did that and then my husband's look at me like you know that's not like normal so things that I thought were normal and just punishment of just our our culture i thought it was a cultural you know punishment like that that's the way we do it we're black we need whoopings we um your child should fear you and you know as i shared i was reading and in the word um and also this book uh spirituality before religion and i think that's where i'm at um i just got this book on amazon but um i'm reading through that and i'm realizing that i have not been in alignment because i've been not living for myself i've been 
still even with four years not talking to my mom no contact um and like i said recently i gave her a little bit of contact and felt violated so now i'm back to no contact i feel like i'm starting all over even after four years of thinking that's what i needed but what i need to do is really um label my emotions and what i went through with my caregiver and i no longer want to be like oh it's my mom it's my mommy i'm going to refer to my mother as my birth mother because it makes it easier for me to tell the stories that i need to tell and to get um out what i need to get out i thought a lot about it and cried and um wrote in my journal um about times that were traumatic for me at least my first ones i haven't even and i'm still feeling those <laughs> and trust me there's a lot this is my first ones from when i was like four or five that i'm going to share um and then my second one which um wasn't obviously my first trauma but it was another big trauma for me the my very i would say second you know a lot of stuff happened um that i may look over but these are that i remember and that are core memories for me so i want to revisit this trauma um so the first time that i felt um that i went inward to cope was when i was about four or five i may have cried a little but i still know that i went inward to not feel what i was feeling um and what i remember was my birth mother uh slapping me in the face um for the very first time because driving past the cemetery and her father um passed away when she was younger that's one of her traumas that i'm learning through my grandmother that she she went through a lot but i didn't know at four and five um so we're going past the cemetery and she's like wave at your grandpa wait wave at papa and i wave and i was like well why do we have to wave if he's dead and i remember her just slapping me so hard across my face that when my head turned it hit and i wasn't even tall enough i was i was sitting in the front like this is back in the day you know um and my head my forehead just hit the car door um that to me i mean she always kind of like popped us but that to me was really big because as a little girl to get slapped that's why i felt i would never hit i just know now like my kids i would never hit them in the face um and i almost cried when i when she did it i, I pouted and um she said shut the fuck up and she had the meanest look and so i did later while she was still driving she kind of calmed down and she did say that she was sorry but she also uh followed up with uh you can't say stupid shit like that and it's crazy because she always told me when you have kids you'll know you know with all the, the after the abuse when you have kids you'll know and she was so correct in uh, a way that she didn't even mean to be correct that i have children and i would not slap them in the face i explain even if they ask me a question like that because my son he's eight and he does he says stupid things sometimes and it's not that he's stupid it's just children say like the dumbest crap like they don't know better <laughs> i won't even say that it's like dumb they just do not know better and so i explain things to him even when i if he gets on my nerves like with a stupid like a real stupid question i kind of like roll my eyes but i still am like do you and i ask him like do you really want to know this because i can explain it but if you're just being funny then stop it you know um but for a four and five year old to just be slapped and the way that she slapped me was like she didn't hold back on the string um, her hand had to go up because we were in the car it didn't go sideways went up and and straight down to my face and that's a core memory so that's the first time that i went inward to cope the first time that i ever felt anxiety and confusion was when I was about six or seven years old. That's what I pinned it to. Me and my older brother, we did something wrong. I don't know what exactly, but something to make us 
pretty much get an ass whooping. <laughs> and usually it was with the belt. Um, even that's a little much. Um, now it's like, I just don't get it. Um, he was mad and we were, we, I think we got home or we were already home in, in the way that this uh, house was set up when I was about six or seven. Um, it only had one room and me and my brother shared that room and my mom had a futon out in where the living room would be. And there was like, you know, in the middle, it was, it was pretty big. It was like really long, a long place. Um, it was a little duplex and had a big patio. I think it was like a, this was in Denver. Um, I think it was like a big bench and then they turned like eat room, um, space into like a duplex. So there was like one room, your own washer and dryer, stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Um, I never realized how cool that was, but I, I do get like, okay, a single mother with two kids living there. Like my mom probably got like a deal and it was a nice neighborhood. Um, I think she was just doing the best she could. And I do appreciate that, um, house and, um, but I don't remember, um, staying there long. I don't remember really having like a Christmas there or going through like a winter there. Maybe I think that's well, I think we did, but I just remember that part of like struggling and writing uh, letters to my dad and, and them never being sent, but I think it was her way of, I don't, I don't know now if it's manipulation or it was just really to calm us down, but that's the first time I realized like daddy is gone, you know, um, because he had moved away from Denver. Um, so I think she was just going through that kind of betrayal of him leaving officially like with his wife or getting, finding out and getting married because we went through a whole portion of her just messing with him. Like you guys write letters letters to your dad and when he would send money she, she would show like oh two dollars oh well let's go buy you guys some hot cheetos look at that and show us the amount and it was two dollars guy like i don't know how my dad got away with that back then with child support but you know she was really petty about it and um my children my child now um my firstborn um he, he has a different father and um i never um, bash his dad he goes there for the summers um he has a blast and um we co-parent well um me and his wife um really do the communication I do wish he would um, communicate better, but for right now, that does serve me and my child in the situation he's of going back and forth um, well. Um, on other serious matters, we do communicate, but on just like the lesser ones, I don't want to talk to him. He's part of my trauma too, so <laughs> uh, me, uh, me healing that, it serves me talking to his wife better, um, and she's a sweetheart. But um, back to, sorry, back to the trauma. Uh, <laughs> I was about six or seven, and we did something, and she um, just, we went in the living room, and she just told us, get naked. She was talking to me and my brother. So if I was six or seven, he was probably eight or nine. We're only 11 months apart. And um, she like proceeded to tell us to take off our, take off your motherfucking clothes like that. And though so me and my brother, we actually, um, we were just like confused of what was happening. And um, we're just like, I'm not sure what my brother felt, but in my head, we're like, we're moving slow, like really like pulling off our pants. And, and I kept my underwear on and my shirt on. She's like, underwear too, draws too, draws too. She's like, what's happening? Why is she making me get naked in front of my brother? Even though we shared a room we totally didn't dress in front of each other <laughs> you know so that was weird it was just the weirdest feeling the weirdest vibe I, I was going I knew I was like escaping to go inward I was like coping but I was still doing what she said because she was the way she was saying like take off your motherfucking clothes take off your underwear and I'm six and seven um and so I I got this knot in my stomach that sometimes I feel and then this tenseness in my neck um it was just weird it was really weird and um she's yelling and as she's yelling at us cursing at us she uh grabs these cable cords this black thick cable cord like long and she starts like rolling it up like just rolling it up like a belt y'all and um I kind of went inward and just saw her hand go up in the motion of she slapped me so it kind of brought me back to that and um it went up and just hit my brother on his back so hard and so me I'm looking like 
like no one does should happen to me so i jumped in on the futon naked like we're both naked and i jumped on the futon and grabbed like this blanket and she just starts wailing at us and trying to take pull the blanket he's pulling the blanket from me um and she's pulling the blanket from us and it just looks crazy and she she got a couple hits um and then she got the blanket like she stopped and got the blanket and just start hitting us and it hurts so bad of course if you guys can only imagine and so kind of went inward to cope i felt it and screamed but i think i just stopped feeling it after a while because i don't know how long it was and uh, before she hit us she told us to like get naked and hold on to the railings on the futon that was in the living room so my brother was on one side and i was on the other and like we're bent over holding these and she, she's about to like she's welling on my brother and when i jumped up she starts welling on me and um or jumped on the futon she started welling at me and then it was just weird so on their blanket we're both naged and playing tug of war with this blanket and she gets it she's hitting us and then after that she's like um take your asses to your room take your asses to your room and i just remember like like we're just like limping like we just went to like war like we're just naked grabbed our clothes off the floor and like i'm like limp into the our room and then we just get dressed and we're just crying and i don't i wasn't even focused i don't even know my brother disappeared from my mind at that point um i just remember you know he got in we had a bunk bed he got in his the top bunk and i got mine we just cried ourselves to sleep i don't remember eating that night i don't i just she just abused us and that was it i cried i guess the next day went as how it went but i i don't even remember that i just that's a core memory that i have of trauma and i say this a little bit easier now because like i said the um in the last podcast i've been going through this spiritual warfare and i've been crying i've been feeling it this is a sad story um but i needed to get collect my emotions around it to be able to share it because something about saying it out loud um because i kind of wouldn't like remind her and she's like you know that didn't happen that didn't happen like that this is what i remember and so i want to say it out loud without anybody telling me that it didn't happen that way or it didn't happen at all but then the next month it didn't happen that way or that's just how it how it was back then i just i'm tired of feeling like it's me i'm just thankful that i'm embracing the safe space to be able to cry when i want um feel when i want and label my emotions by going back to that trauma and getting on the other side of it um because now i'm aware of from talking to my grandma of her own traumas my birth mother's traumas and also the toxic traits she may have picked up from those traumas on the sad end it's what i had to endure because of that generational pain and trauma that was unfortunately handed to her she didn't do differently and not now that I have children, especially boys, because something about girls um, triggered too, and I was her last child and her girl, um, that may have been just triggering all around for her, just having me in the household and having me to take care of. And it's so weird to experience things like that with my birth mother because we were so well taken care of as far as always having like clean clothes and food to eat, and even times separate away from um, away from her, playing outside was the best summers I've had making friends but being intimate with my mom and talking to her and hugging on her and playing with her um, we didn't do much of that in that household and I was about six or seven so just wow that's it and I feel <laughs> relieved and lighter to go on to the next um trauma and discover have some discovery with that so um thank you for encouraging me uh to feel brave and safe enough to share on my platform how i want and my perspective of my trauma um thank you i appreciate every listener that's um hearing my voice and if you can relate wow i'm sorry um but even just having someone listen is enough for me i don't get to hear the they didn't happen that way and all the 
the other doubts i get to stand in my truth with this podcast and been that for a little bit and reminisce and get on the other side and i'm feeling lighter and lighter uh, during this time of kind of repeating it i was throwing up <laughs> i had stomach aches um just every emotion and body ache um but now the aches that i used to have are, are lighter sensitive sensitive spots with my gut and my back my the back of my neck and but the freezing up is gone it's getting there to where it's gone um i get to practice that in my marriage uh, with my children i get to practice patience with myself and love myself and appreciate the time that i have now is safe safe a lot safer than where that was so thank you thank you so much um please subscribe if you haven't already to dear mama hi daddy follow me on instagram at dear mama hi daddy underscore hi daddy and twitter dmhd podcast and or email me with your stories to share on my platform anonymously or however you're comfortable so i can share this safe space with you because it feels phenomenal um at dear mama hi daddy podcast at gmail.com thank you and i do want to end with this affirmation that i saw earlier um gotta find my phone this was a reminder quote i just saved a bunch of affirmations that i'm going to start sharing people who side with your abuser and shift blame on you are no different than your abuser toxic is toxic even by proxy and i wanted to share that because Anytime that I tried to share the story, like I said, it got cut off or people truly weren't listening to because at the end, how dare they say, well, your mom, it's your mom after going through something like that. Because like I said, I have children and that's impossible. I'm going to say that's impossible for me to do to hurt my children, let alone anyone else's children like that in that way to get a cable cord and hit any child is abuse i used to think it was just belt and even now that's who i whipped my my child once with a belt and never again the hurt i i would never i'm thinking it's normal because that's how we're raised and i'm and i am with the gentle parenting but i mean there is sometimes you got to be stern with your kids i mean they gotta just know boundaries to keep them safe in the world and to know at what i'm discovering as far as physical emotional and sexual abuses they need to be aware of things even if it grows them up a little yes they can be a child because we create that safe space for them but they need to know that the world is not always safe it's just how it's just the world we live in not to scare them to let them know home is home mom is mom dad is dad we protect you we love you no matter what but no one should be hitting you with anything or making you feel uncomfortable in any way no adult should be showing their private areas to you no nor should you you know we let them know and that's just from experiences that i've had from the generational trauma and pain i refuse to pass to them i want my kids to have grandchildren and i be very much so a part of their whole life until they graduate go off and see the world but also they know that grandma grandpa is the safe space you don't need to go to daycare we don't trust them <laughs> and nothing to mother like my son my first child he, he was i didn't get to stay home um up until he was um when he was three i stayed home with him and switched off with my dad but then four five i had to work um one and two he had to work i had to work five till now he's eight like i've been home with him and it's been awesome a lot of women question stay at home moms and stuff but i love it i can speak more on that up later but if you do have to go to work like i said i'm not speaking off of shoes i haven't worn myself um i at one point even missed the whole day of my um firstborn's second birthday i know it's horrible because i had to work 
and I were to double, got off to get him and he was just asleep. So, I mean, we did the cake the weekend like after and we had a good time, but just on his day, was supposed to be his day i you know had to work and do what i had to do so there are regrets in that aspect but i would never you know we do everything we can as parents and i'm sure our kids will grow up with some kind of complaint my children will not grow up with a generational pain and trauma that's been passed down to me i'm stopping it i would never do that to them they are not going to pass it to their children it's not going to seep into their marriage where they have intimacy issues which i'm learning i have i stop it here and this is helping so i appreciate all the listeners and i thank you and have a nice night i'm gonna log off and try to edit this to have uh, more weekly content and healing not that i'm in a rush i know it's gonna take long but this is where i'm at and i just wanted to hop on and wanted to share that because it was on my mind and i'm closer to letting it go so I said i'm gonna have this kind of as a memoir it's gonna be here um sensitive where it was held in my body but not sensitive to talk about so i thank you i thank you i thank you good night Yes, this is my letter to you As I was growing as a kid I felt I never knew you This isn't easy for me sharing how I feel But I confess my heart was bitter towards you Thought I'd never heal Real pain at the thought of all the times You were never there In my mind it's like you never cared 5 a.m. to midnight hours You'd be gone as I would stay awake stairs where were you how many nights i went to bed alone and scared i always had the fear maybe you didn't love me in one of these evenings you'd never come home and disappear you tell me you're at work to provide what's due i could have done without money what i needed was you i used to look across the street and see families who reflect what i had always wanted with mommy and you daddy's teaching the sons how to ride bicycles and sitting alone in my room i'd envy what everyone had This is my letter to you To let you know I've let it go And this is my way of saying I love you and I want to be in your life Dear daddy, growing older, all the tears stopped falling from my face As the pain became a callus, I was bitter deep inside, felt betrayed All those years robbed, feeling like a prince without a king in his palace I said, never again, am I letting you in? You had your chance and you blew it, I'll never be hurt again Truth be told, I was clueless of what not having you meant I didn't know who I was, my identity wasn't set You were supposed to be the one to teach me how to be a man And show me how to be the person God declared I really am but since your voice wasn't present at all enough I was left to be the boy every other voice said I was All I wanted was you, I wanted into your heart I wanted to know you love me with everything that you are 